This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Bringing you a common sense and fresh perspective to creating a just society. This is Common Sense on Social Justice. You'll get equipped with the tools you need to carry out social justice right where you are. Now, here's the host of Common Sense on Social Justice, Michael Davis. Welcome back. It is good to have you here on this weekly journey towards creating a just society right where we are. Well, today we're going to start in what may seem as an unusual place to you. Create this just society and bring about justice in the world. But we're going to talk today about healing yourself as a first step to social justice. Imagine you go to an appointment with a surgeon, and this is your first time meeting the surgeon. Also imagine that you're having major surgery. And so you go to the surgeon's office for the appointment and meeting this surgeon for the first time. He walks in and you notice that he's limping very badly. Is very skinny from weight loss due to cancer and has the onset of Alzheimer's. Now, how confident would you feel in that moment? How sure would you be of going under the knife with this individual. Too often in the realm of social justice, there are severely wounded people trying to serve others and carrying out the work of social justice. This is just not at all effective. Today we talk about a very important first step for creating a just world, you experiencing healing for yourself. And this is justice. This is very important to the work of justice. You may not think so. And so many people that I've met in the, the work I've done through the years are shy and too embarrassed to admit that they do need to work on themselves and take care of themselves so that they're in a position to serve others. And it's not at all effective to be doing the work of justice while you yourself are wounded. And so we talk about this healing of the self as an important, very important work of justice. If you are wounded, you probably have compassion on those who themselves are wounded by justice. But if you want to make a difference, you must first heal yourself and I'm not talking about you doing all the work yourself, but that's the phrase I'm going to use today. Then with your heart of compassion and your depth of understanding, you can then heal others and bring about real justice. As we begin, I want to talk about what problems may arise out of serving others while wounded. So imagine you're going out, you're defending the poor and needy are defending those who have been oppressed. But what problems could arise in that if you yourself are still wounded and have not healed? The first is enmeshment. Enmeshment can happen. If you are 
emotionally wounded especially it is a very real temptation to become enmeshed emotionally with those we are serving now to explain what that means is you hear the word mesh right and mesh is kind of like a cloth that's got all these intertangling parts to it and when we get entangled or enmeshed emotionally with those we are serving we it creates all kinds of problems that are very dangerous to the person and to ourselves and that really mess up the work that we're trying to accomplish however if you are solid within yourself then you're able to keep proper boundaries now this doesn't mean that a person who is whole doesn't have temptation and doesn't mess up but they certainly have the inner resources to know what to do much more capable than someone who has not taken the path to healing themselves Now, note that today I am not saying that you have to be perfect in order to serve others, okay? So get that clear. You do not have to be perfect in order to serve others and do the work of justice in your world. Being healed and being perfect are two different things. Being healed means I am no longer weighed down by the wounds that have plagued me. I'm no longer hurting on the inside. I am now free. That's what healed means. I am now free and whole to be what God has made me to be. Being perfect means you get it right absolutely every time. Now, there's a lot of people in the work of justice who are healed uh, and they're whole people, but they mess up sometimes. Why? Because they're healed, but they're not perfect. So there's a difference there. Another thing besides enmeshment that can happen if we're not healed while we try to serve others is we, we suffer from a lack of planning or vision. Being wounded, you will not have an idea of what to see that needs to happen in a given situation because the wounds will cloud the path so that you end up going various directions along the way. I've seen it in myself. I've seen it in others that they keep waffling, switching back and forth, going different paths. They seem to be all over the place. Why? Because they're weighed down by baggage and unable to stay the course. You know, you you tend to be thinking about your own hurts. In fact, what happens a lot of times if you're not healed and you're you're dealing with wounded people, then you get triggered. So like, for example, if you escaped domestic violence and you have not healed from the wounds from that domestic violence, and then you go and serve others in domestic violence, their situations are going to trigger you and trigger memories in you and thus trigger emotions. And you're not going to be effective in serving that person. I've had several people uh, who have approached me saying, Michael, I want to help For example, women in domestic violence, because I myself was a victim of domestic violence, and I will ask them, have you healed from that? And if I find out they haven't, I said, well, let's put this on pause, and I will tell them I appreciate the fact that you want to to take your experience and use it to bless others. That's awesome. But first, heal yourself, then you can really help others i think of 
the Black Lives Matters movement and how this organization has turned out to be very corrupt. Uh, lots of money spent the top for mansions and nice cars and vacations and, you know, all these different things. And then I hear out of the mouth a couple years ago from the top person at BLM calling for the genocide of white people. I hear hatred and anger and I see riches and corruption and all this. And, you know, it's baffling because Black Lives Matters, that's a good idea. So their, their philosophy is we need to see quality for people in the black community. That's a great idea but really bad results. So how do you have a good idea with really bad results? Well, why the corruption there? Why the terrible results? Because they did not heal. And they are weighed down, the leaders of Black Lives Matter, weighed down by their hatred of white people. And so they lacked a proper vision and planning and boundaries. So they had a great idea. Yes, equality, <laughs> terrible, awful results. Why? Because it's so obvious as you observe this movement that there's just wounded people who out of their wounds have great hatred for others. And out of that, you cannot get good results and the results you say that you're after. So we have enmeshment can be a problem if you're trying to serve while being wounded yourself. Second, lack of planning and vision because you're weighed down by your baggage. Third, a uh, third problem that can arise is lack of energy. To work, social justice requires that you have energy for the long haul. And I mean for years and possibly decades. Now, this does not mean you have to have high energy, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It means that you have to be able to go consistently for the long term to see goals met. When you are wounded, you are heavy, and you are often exhausted. Your body crashes a lot. Your mind crashes a lot because you're weighed down by the uh, baggage of the woundedness. And when you are heavy with this, you collapse and Eventually, you quit unless you heal. A fourth problem that can arise out of serving, out of woundedness, is distraction. You know, distraction. Social justice takes focus. And when you are wounded, you tend to get distracted by your own needs. You spend time trying to get your needs met, and before you know it, you are not focused on the need of those who are suffering in front of you. I think of a, of a dog with uh, a wounded leg. You know, I've seen that before, and all the dog thinks about is that wounded leg. You can try to play ball with the dog, throwing the ball around, playing frisbee with the dog. Whatever it is with the dog, until that leg is taken care of, the dog cannot think beyond that wounded leg. And so it is with us. When we are wounded, it becomes too difficult to truly focus on the needs of others who we are called to serve. So those are just some of the problems. Other problems can arise, but for sake of time, I won't deal with that. But let's get to something that's productive for us, and that is what are the steps to healing? So you may say, okay, Michael, I admit I've been trying to serve others while being wounded myself, maybe I do need to take a time out, take some time for myself, become whole so that I can more effectively serve others. But how do I do that? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
here are some steps to healing that will, will really help you in the long run be more effective. One of my favorite comedians, Mitch Hedberg, who is dead now, may God rest his soul, but Mitch Hedberg, one of my favorite comedians, he was a great one-liner. I like one-liner comedians. I don't have to think too much <laughs> with, the, with those, but uh, just those little catchphrases or whatever they do. But Mitch Hedberg had this one joke about escalators. Now, escalators are fun, especially if you're a kid, you know, try to jump on the steps and do all that. And I'm one of those people. I don't know if you are, but I'm one of those people that when I see escalators, I tend to use them to move twice as fast. So, you know, some people get on escalators like at the mall and they'll just stay on that step and just, you know, let the escalators carry them up. I'm the kind of person that's walking as the escalators are moving. That way I'm uh, really making good time. I'm not sure what it is I'm making good time for. You know, it's not, I don't like shopping. And I'm not sure why I'm in a hurry to get that store unless it's just, you know, so I can get in there and get out. But yeah, I, I'm the I'm the walker kind of guy on the escalators. Now, Mitch Hedberg had a joke about when escalators break. He said, you'll see signs that say, sorry, escalator temporarily out of order. And he said, that can never happen. Escalators can only become stairs. So he said the sign should say, sorry for the inconvenience, escalators temporarily stairs. You know, I, it's one of my favorite jokes of it, and it's so true. Uh, if you get stuck in an elevator, you're kind of just there. You can't go anywhere. But escalators, well, at least I can still keep climbing. And that's kind of the way it is when we're called to heal, or we know we need to heal from our wounds so that we can more effectively serve others is we need to take the stairs. Now, the imagery I'm trying to create here is that we we have ourselves in a basement of woundedness. And there's no escalator where we can just take the easy way to the first floor and the first floor being where we begin to really serve others. You actually have to climb the stairs one step at a time. So imagine you're in this basement of woundedness. Maybe it's from domestic violence, from uh, alcoholic spouse, from divorce, from, you know, who knows what it is. And you have to climb out of that basement to begin the work of justice. What are those steps? Well, the first step is admit that you need healing. Now, in Alcoholics Anonymous, they say the first step to overcoming addiction to alcohol is admit that you have a problem. But admit you need healing. Now, this is hard. I've been in this field of homeless services and social justice work of various kinds for decades now. And I can tell you for myself included, it is hard for somebody in this field of service to admit they have a problem because they're so used to focusing on other people's problems. They have a hard time humbling themselves and admitting I have a problem and I need healing. But until you get to that point, you're going to keep spinning in the cycle of ineffectiveness as you serve others. And so we've got to get into that point of humility by God's grace to say, I need healing myself, but I can attest by my own life story that once you do that, oh man, 
What a freeing experience that is. Second step is pray. This is so important. Now, you may not think about this, but before you can go maybe seek a counselor or someone to help you on your journey of healing, the first step is to pray. Before seeking help from someone else, pray wounded prayers. Pray wounded prayers. The Psalms and the Christian Bible, the Psalms are so honest. I love it. They're so honest, so raw, so right with how to pray in woundedness. So I encourage you to open up the Psalms and the Old Testament and see how to pray wounded prayers. Prayer must come before reaching for help. This sets the energy in the right direction. So many spiritual masters have said that you do not need to seek out a spiritual guide for the spiritual guide will find you if you pray. Third step, admit you have a problem, pray. Third step, seek help. Seek help. Talk to a friend and ask them, you know, hey, I've got this problem. Can I share this with you? And then once the friend is aware of the problem you're struggling with, the woundedness you're dealing with, then ask them, do you know where I can find good help? So seek advice on a good counselor, a good teacher, a good guide. Now, there's a little caveat here. If you're going to seek out help and for it to be effective, it will require you to not manipulate the one who's giving you help. It's a very real temptation because you're scared in your journey of healing. You're very scared, full of fear of judgment or whatever else, or fear of facing your woundedness that you, in this fear, try to manipulate the counselor, the one who's trying to help you. And because of that, you actually end up taking over the session and nothing actually happens or you lie to them. You withhold information from them in some way you manipulate the situation and the healing can't actually happen in order for effective healing to happen. You have to be brutally honest with where you are, who you are, what the situation is. I was recently talking to a friend about the sacrament of confession in the Catholic Church, and I was telling them in order for the sacrament of confession to be effective, you have to be completely honest with the priest. You know, I know the temptation. You're, you're staring face to face at another human being, a human being who more than likely knows you, if, especially if they're your priest, and especially if you're in a position like me where you're known and people know who you are and what you do. It can be very intimidating to say, you know, I'm here because I'm lousy, (laughs) because I've sinned, I've done things I'm very ashamed of, and here it is. But if you're going to have an effect of confession, if you're going to experience healing, and that's what the sacrament of confession is for, is experience healing from Christ, then you've got to be completely honest and not manipulate the situation. No withholding sins or all that. Total and honest, straightforward, here it is. But that requires humility, and that also requires trust. And that's very important. If you're going to seek a counselor or get 
find some you know way of having someone help you heal, it's going to require it to be somebody who you can trust to be honest with you without judging you. Another thing for this to be effective, it's going to require your complete honesty and humility. It's going to require you to say, yes, I've been effective. I, I've done this work with the homeless or with people and DV or with immigrants and refugees, whatever it is, but I myself am wounded and I need to heal. And may, it may even require you to say, in my woundedness, I have wounded others and I need to heal and help them heal from that as well. So you're going to admit as a first step that you need healing. You're going to pray and ask, you know, pray those wounded prayers and pray that God will show you who can help you heal. Seek the help. And then fourth, the fourth step, enjoy the process. Enjoy the process. The process of healing can actually take a while. Okay, so that's a warning. It can take a while. But don't be afraid or frustrated with the process. You are healing. Finally, finally, you are healing. You are walking towards freedom. Delight in that. You are creating a just world right where you are by bringing justice for yourself. And that's not selfish because it's going to lead to you bringing justice to others. So it can't be selfish. It's actually wise to do that. Those people or that person who wounded you caused an injustice to you. You are finally seeing justice happening by healing and becoming free on the inside. And then a fifth step towards healing is build a good support network. Now, this is so important for maintaining healing after the counselor and others are gone. You know, they'll just be in your life temporarily and then they'll be gone. So use this network well, because these are the people that are going to be there for the long haul. Make sure it is a network of people you can trust, who you can be completely honest with, and who have, and this is very important, people who have proven themselves to be qualified to do the job of being supportive and helpful. Maybe it's people who themselves have been wounded, but they've overcome their wounds, and now they are able to support you and help you. But these are strong people, solid within themselves. You should allow your support network full permission to lovingly bring to your attention when you are straying and then the final step to healing you ready for this go for it go for it you've healed you are whole and you're ready and able to serve others in a way you never could before so now is the time to go for it create that just world now that you are healed you can see well how to bring it about and have and you have the inner resources to do it. And because of your story, you are able to have compassion and the tools to guide others in their journey to justice. So really, what justice is, is formerly wounded people who have healed, now helping currently wounded people. And as they heal, then they will turn and they will help 
currently wounded people because they are now formally wounded. You see how the cycle works. And when, once you have healed and you are free on the inside, you will have a joy in serving that you never had before because you are serving in a place of freedom and lightness. Now, sometimes I feel stupid when someone points out an object in the distance and I can't see it. Have you ever had that happen? Somebody will point and say, hey, do you see that deer out in those trees there? And you're squinting your eyes, you're looking and you're like, oh, I don't, I don't see it. You know, I, I just cannot see it. And as they keep pointing to the deer, they're starting to get frustrated. It's right there. It's by that tree right there. Can't you see it? And you just, you know, feel stupid. And eventually you just say, oh, uh-huh. And the very unconfident matter as if somehow I now see it, <laughs> even if I don't see it, just to keep from looking stupid. Well, when you have a heart for justice, it can be difficult to admit yeah, I'm wounded. I see it. And so sometimes people say, you're wounded and you need healing. And you'll be like, uh-huh, in a very unconfident way. But the fact is, when you have a heart for justice and are wounded and cannot do the work of justice effectively, especially when others want you to be involved so badly, it's difficult to admit your need for healing. But... Because of your wounds, you cannot see clearly the path at the moment, how to bring about justice for others. You are just not ready to follow through on creating a just society. But please, please keep in mind that admitting you need healing is a great act of justice and a huge step for creating a just society right where you are. You've been listening to Common Sense on Social Justice with your host, Michael Davis. A common sense and fresh perspective to creating justice where you are. Share your comments and questions with Michael by emailing sjcommonsense at gmail.com. That's sjcommonsense at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.